Hi, this is Caden, and this is my daddy's podcast called Lasting Learning. Hi, Dave Schmidt here. I hope you'll enjoy this bonus episode of the Lasting Learning Podcast. This is a recording extracted from a Facebook Live event that was recorded the last week of January. 2021. Enjoy. All right. Thanks for coming back for another poking of the bear. As you know, in in this short little video series, I am not trying to profess that I have answers to anything. Actually, the exact contrary. I'm not pretending to have the answer to anything. I'm really expressing a lot of things that I don't know. A lot of questions that I have and hopefully a lot of questions that you should have as well. As I poke the bear, I'm hoping that I will generate conversations, that you will um, push back, that you'll ask questions, that you'll engage in dialogue and discussions that you might not have had before. And today, in this video, I'm gonna talk best practices. Best practices, a term that we throw around all the time in education. We say that we want to go get, we, that our school only utilizes best practice in instruction, best practice in professional development, best practice all over the place. But you realize that no two schools do things the same way. You, re- you recognize and realize that no two classrooms do things the same way. You recognize that hopefully in your classroom from year to year, you don't do things the same way which begs the question, what is a best practice? If it's truly best, why don't we all do it? Let me walk you through um, a metaphor, an anecdote, an analogy, because that's honestly what I do to try to make sense of things for myself. And because I think about it a lot, fitness, running, health, let me use this example to try to drive the conversation forward. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to to take your, the idea of instruction. I want you to think of education and think about it through the lens of your metabolism. Metabolic teaching, what in the world is that? Well, let, let me introduce you to this concept. It's something I honestly just thought of recently as I was on a nice long run and my head was drifting towards things. What made me start thinking about this was very real, very honestly. I am 43 years old. I've been running now for a little bit more than 20 years. And I can honestly tell you that running is a lot harder now than it was 20 years ago, which is ironic because I've been building this foundation as a runner now for 20 plus years. You would think it would get easier. You would think I would get stronger mentally, physically, emotionally. I should be stronger, right? Actually, no, because our bodies adjust, our bodies adapt, things change. And from time to time, I need to take more time to rest, more time to recover. And honestly, For my fitness, sometimes I simply need to shock the system. Here's what this looks like. Have you ever engaged in a diet plan or a fitness plan and realized that after a couple of weeks of seeing amazing results, you hit a plateau? So for example, let's say that right now you just started a new diet and last year you averaged about 2,500 calories a day in intake. And so for your diet right now, you have cut down to 2000 calories a day, a 20% cut. Well, if that's the case, if you cut out 500 calories from your diet every day, I guarantee within a week, two weeks, three weeks, 
you're going to be shedding some pounds. You're going to step on the scale and see a noticeable difference, even without working out or exercise. However, four, five, six weeks later, you're going to notice that that weight loss starts to plateau. You're going to start to see fewer and fewer gains, less success, if you will. And that's because our bodies adjust, our bodies adapt. Our bodies are super complex organisms and systems that adjust and adapt. What ends up happening after four or five weeks, your body says, uh-oh, I have to learn how to live off of 2,000 calories a day. Let me adjust and optimize my systems so that I can preserve energy and live and operate off of 2,000 calories a day. I'm no longer just going to be pulling from reserves. I'm going to learn how to survive on 2,000 calories a day. So after six, eight weeks, in order to continue to lose weight, in order to continue to stay fit and stay on track, you actually need to shock your metabolism. You need to do something different and dramatic. And honestly, sometimes that means you have to start eating more. You have to have some of those cheat days. You have to eat some ice cream from time to time. So your body says, uh oh, I don't know what to do and keeps it guessing. And your body can continue to adjust and see the gains. I'm going to challenge you in your classroom that from time to time, you need to shock the system. You need to take what is best, utilize it, but then continue to adapt and adjust. As a person who has been an educator for 21 years now, it would be easy for me to continue to educate, continue to teach, continue to think about instruction the way that I've thought about it now for more than two decades, to continue to do things the exact same way. But you know, if I do, I will not see the same success I used to see, even if everything else stays the same. Even if I continue to do the, the lessons the same way, instruct the same way, have the same passion, the same energy, connect with students, all the same things that are best, I'm not gonna see the results. To compound that, did you know that what is best for me in terms of fitness and health is not necessarily what's best for you? That's right. I run a lot. I run um, 25, 30, 40 miles a week. I run marathons. But that doesn't mean that if you were to go out and duplicate and replicate what I do, you're going to see the same results that I see. You might see way more success. You might see slower uh, success and progress. And why is that? Well, part of the problem or part of the differentiator is that our body types might be different. If you were to go online and, and study body types, you would, you would recognize that there are three or some researchers say four different body types. There are some body types that are just naturally stronger and thicker and have bigger bone density and muscle mass. There are others that are slender and more petite, longer legs, longer arms. Your body type also dictates the type of progress that you will see depending on the type of diet you're on or the type of exercise that you do. If, if you have a body type like mine, you'll see quicker spikes in terms of um, pounds dropping off, but it's also harder to show progress. I, won't, I don't get faster. I don't gain my endurance <laughs> that, that much, but I can lose weight relatively quickly. Other people can pick up their speed and, and increase their endurance a whole lot quicker, but might not lose weight as fast because what is best for me is not necessarily what's best for them. The same thing is true with you in your classroom. The same thing is true with your school, your students. What is best for you might not be what is best for the person across the hall. Yes, listen to their ideas. Yes, listen to, to their success stories, but recognize it needs to be adapted to who you are. In schools today, we talk about differentiated instruction all the time, but we very rarely talk about differentiating for instructors. I'm going to challenge you. Best practice means best for you. 
differentiate for your kids, but differentiate for yourself as well. Recognize your own strengths, recognize your own passions, recognize your own goals and ambitions, and recognize that what is best for one is not necessarily what's best for all.